Okay, I'm going to start right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into some, or to our Fearless Beer Review, then we get into our vinyl pickups, songs of the week, we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, mm-hmm. and way out there, hundreds of miles away, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. And uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Please give us five stars on there. That'd be awesome. Do not give us a one star. Don't be a dumbass Bocephus. Don't do that. Uh social media at asinine radio across everything so go check it out go follow us talk to us i don't know we even have a phone number you can leave a voicemail phone number is 503-893-5307 get into that Mm. now jeff let's get into our fearless beer review what do you got do you have your beer ready i do i got a uh i got a double maple imperial morning stout (sighs) you are so disgusting say it again double maple imperial morning stout yeah, that is so fucking disgusting. Yeah, so um, I've actually had this before, looking at my untapped. Okay. So that's fun. <laughs> Always a fun time. Yeah, I had it in November of last year, so maybe it'll be different this year. I don't know. Maybe you had it on the pod before? I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like I did because I was watching TV downstairs while drinking it when I took the picture, so I don't think I have. Oh, okay. But okay. I rated it. I rated it three out of five on Untapped. Okay, so uh, that's kind of a bad score. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's like a. That's a. That's a D. That's that's a it solid. It should be D. lower. Though. I mean, D's. No, D's don't get degrees. C's get degrees, but not D's. C's, correct. Yeah. D's so, get degrees would be would sound better in the same, but then it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, but that's not true. So yeah, that's what I got. It's called. It's from the brewery called Octopi Brewing. It's in mm-hmm. it's in uh, Wanaki, Wisconsin. Wanaki, Wanaki, Wanaki. Have you heard know. of that? I no, I haven't. Oh. I'm just, I have no idea how to pronounce it. I don't know if that's Wisconsin. Is W I Wisconsin? That's Wisconsin, right? What else would it be? Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah I've been there. No, I haven't been there. No, I've been to Wisconsin. I don't even know where the fuck Wisconsin is. <laughs> I drove I drove through Wisconsin to get to Illinois. <laughs> oh, okay. So. So it's like a border state of Illinois. Yeah, yeah, it, it borders Illinois. Oh, it's okay. to the it's to the west of Illinois. Oh, then I know exactly where it is because I know where Illinois is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, so I have something called Hazy Wonder uh, IPA. Obviously, it's a ha- it's a haze. It's from Lagunitas. It's big beer. So sorry for anybody out there who hates big beer, but whatever. Yeah, this is a hazy. I'm a haze bro. Have I've never had this, um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I should say about it. Okay, that's great. Should we? Uh, should we? Should we tink it? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Okay, I'm here we ready. go. Ooh. 
fuck? That's delicious. All right. Is it delicious? What do you? What do you? Dude, November Jeff was a fucking dullard because <laughs> this is delicious. He, or he might be a dullard now because now you think it's better. <laughs> no, present Jeff would never call present Jeff a dullard. It's always past well, or future. Well, you. I mean, it's not really your decision whether or not you're a dullard. No, it is. If you're a dullard, I mean, you're a dullard. No, that's entirely that. That's what a dullard would say, actually. So, therefore, you are the dullard. But this is delicious. This is delicious. This is nutritious. I really like this. This is definitely not a three out of five. I will amend. I will amend. Okay. And, and get higher. I will. Okay. Uh, what's the ABV on it? Eleven. Oh my god. Eleven. Toasty. Toasty. Oh. Does it pour out like a uh, like oil? It sure does. I'm holding up to mm. the light right now. I got one of those like lamps with the with like the I don't know the the halogen bulb or the ones that get really fucking hot. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't really sell those. In, I don't think they sell those in California at all. Probably not. But I got fucking those burn your burn your skin <laughs> off. They get fucking hot. I'm holding that up right yeah. there, and I can the the SRM is zero. All right. All right. Oh, it's good. Um, Damn. <clears throat> it does. It sounds awful. Anything with maple. Do you not uh, like maple? I like maple syrup in very small amounts. Really? But out, yeah. But outside of that, like I, I'm not into it. Like dousing your pancakes or waffles in in syrup is ugh. Well, like brown sugar maple bacon. That's okay because you can't really taste the maple, but mm. because you taste more of the brown sugar than the maple, you know, and then the bacon, obviously. Mm. But maple, yeah, it's just I don't know, kind of grosses me out. And it smells like you know whenever you like you you could you have like a coolant leak in your car, it always smells like maple syrup, and it really grosses me out. Ugh, how gross. how often does that happen? It used to happen to me all the time. Which car My first? Yeah, it was my first car. My first car had a massive coolant leak for months. And I obviously didn't have the money to pay for it because I didn't have a job. So I just kind of, I would only be able to drive my car for like 20 minutes at a time or 10 minutes at a time. And then it would, and then it would overheat. So then I have to stop, wait about a half hour and then start driving again. So what, what it was car rough. Was that? It was the Azuzu Rodeo, the gray Azuzu Rodeo, the stick shift. Was that the one that kept spinning out? No, that was the Montero, the Mitsubishi Montero. The fuck is an Azuzu Rodeo? It was a 1995 Azuzu Rodeo. That's what it was. It was a cool car. I I like that car a lot. But then I totaled it. I totaled it in front of the high school. Hmm. Yep, wet road went right into the back of a lifted truck, destroyed my car, and then one dent on his bumper. Wow! So that's the yeah. second time you try to run over a person in your car <laughs> because you. <laughs> Totaled your truck by running over an old lady, remember? Oh, no, that's I told, right. You just I totaled, totaled her, her car. car. Right, right, right. But my truck was fine. You fucking grave diggered her car and ran over her. <laughs> that's right. On the way to practice, or on the way to recording. <laughs> recording. We were going to record the, the EP. Yeah. Uh, and, she, and then and then she's the, she was the principal at uh, El Camino High School. Yeah, she, well, she probably said, I'll see you soon. <laughs> I'll see you soon. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Where were we at? I don't remember. Oh, so I got I got my hazy. Uh, mine's six percent. It's not um, disgusting like yours, and uh, it's it's a nice yellow tinge. I would have liked more of an orange tinge, but it's okay. Uh, but it's uh it's 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 a tasty hazy. It's not um as fruity as I was expecting, but it's solid. Better than their than their regular IPAs, but not as good as their Hop Stupid because that's a solid beer. Yeah. Well. Okay. Mm. Okay. Have you ever had a hop stupid? You have, right? 
yeah, yeah. sure I've had that's we've had point. it on the pod yeah I know we've oh, fuck I know we've had it on the pod so um yeah so we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect beer two is a good beer you're gonna continue to drink one is a bad beer but you should give it a shot and zero is a drain pour so what do you got uh this is a two point five. Is it really that high? Yeah. I really like I I like I like maple, but I don't like maple all the time or on its own. I like it when it's infused with other things. And even though I don't eat breakfast a lot because I just I'm never hungry in the morning. Mm-hmm. I love breakfast. Like breakfast is the it's the best meal. It's it, but I'll eat I'll eat like two or three things. I don't like eggs, so I don't eat eggs. But like a good skillet. I'll even throw eggs in there and scramble them up. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Put a little maple syrup in there. Oh, dude, it's delicious. On a skillet? Absolutely. Hot sauce, maple syrup. You need the the spicy and the sweet. That's that's a weird combo. So good. Mm. But maybe because I don't eat maple syrup a lot is why I like it. I'm not burned out on it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. It's gross. It's gross stuff. I like the way the maple, you do like, maple like sticks to the roof of your mouth, you know, like you can taste oh. it and then you like, you breathe out your nose and you can still taste it and smell it. No, that's disgusting. Ah, that's good. And then you, you're one of those nasty people who likes maple bars. Donuts. Oh my God. Maple, don't even get me started on maple They're bars. That's so, so funny gross. you said that. They're yesterday, so yesterday I was looking up like home recipes on how to make just like the maple bar frosting. Oh my god! <laughs> but see, it's like, why even do that? Donuts are so cheap. Like, you don't even need <laughs> to make them from home. They're so because I don't want the fucking the donuts. The worst part, like, I wish they could. I, uh, like so Krispy Kreme. The, I would love to just eat the tops of the maple bars. That would be what? like the best thing ever. The straight frosting, just, just straight it, frosting. It's it's like eating the frosting off of a fucking cake. That's disgusting. oh my god, dude! A cake with instead of like like buttercream icing or royal, or royal icing, like just maple bar icing. That would be it's that awful. would be the bee's knees. Awful. You need the balance at least. I, I've never that shit. I've never had it like just by itself. I've, it's always why, been stuck to bread. Why don't you cut? How about next time you buy a maple bar, cut it off, cut the rest of the donut away. Yeah, but now I'm like so cheap in my life that I feel so wasteful wasting that bread. Give it to the dogs or something, or give it to the kids. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The kids will eat. Be, the kids will be fucking pissed that I took the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're weirdos and and like the just the bread part, yeah, who does that? Nobody does that. They, you never know. Some might, some people might. There probably are people out there that do that. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Um, okay, so you gave yours a two point five, uh, which is way too high. My uh, my hazy, my wonder, my wonder hazy, hazy wonder, hazy wonder. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a, a, just a solid two. I'd go back to it, but there are better hazies out there. And um, yeah, it's it's solid. It's solid. Not bad. And uh, our boy Raul, he did not leave a uh, review on Beer Advocate, so I got nothing for you there. But anyway, anyway, what do you want to do next? You want to move on to the vinyl pickups, or what do you want to uh, talk about beer some more? I just, I, I just got up so I could pick up something. Wow, good but talk. Then I, but then I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's let's do it. All right. So what did you get this week? Uh, Vinyl-wise, or what did you listen to, at least? And then that'll go into our songs of the week. So, go. Hey. All right. So, I, uh, I've been, I've been, I've been whitt- whittling these down. Whittling. Because I've been going through a lot of backlog, and some of the backlog is not very good. So, I've been getting rid of a lot of vinyl, too. Mm-hmm. Which is really nice. Like, it's very um, liberating. 
Yeah, I, I, I feel that way too. I don't. I don't feel as as forced to listen to shit that I want to listen to. And if I throw something on, and I'll, I mean, I'll do the first side unless it's fucking atrocious or or skips or whatever loops. I'll, I'll listen to at least the first side. And if I'm just not not interested whatsoever, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that's kind of how I am too. Because it's just a waste of time spending another like 15, 20 minutes listening to stuff, something you really hate. Yeah, I'm not going to keep something just because I like the second side when the first side sucks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. speaking of uh, speaking of, of backlog, I listened to Colors after you came <laughs> out, BT Bam's Colors. Mm-hmm. I picked this one up for six bucks. And I should have picked it up for six dollars. Um, I should have been the one. You did, but you, I missed I, it. I, I mean, missed you, you it. Didn't, you didn't miss it. You just chose not to to <sighs> to pick it up. I missed it. Yeah. I'm still so pissed about it. I, I will say, though, I'm probably at some point... You're going to sell it to me? I mean, I'll sell it to you now. <laughs> I mean, not for like a lot. I'll, Ten bucks would be fine. Oh, I'll give glad, I'll glad you... I'll, I can't even speak. However. Oh, no. However. there's It's uh-huh. two discs. There's four sides. Size one, two, and four fucking immaculate play like butter they sound okay. delicious side three right when it gets from like the that polka part for in uh into the sky yeah there's this this like like that noise mm-hmm. which wouldn't be so bad because sides one two and four are loud as shit and you would never hear it but because everything <laughs> kind of like quiets down in that part mm-hmm. it is so distracting that's annoying and at one point, it looped. Oh no! And, that, and even after you cleaned it, yeah. So I cleaned it. I cleaned it when I, when I got it because I saw it was all kind of discolored, and I cleaned it again. And then I kind of like forced my stylist to go over it. So I haven't tried it again after I forced my stylist to go over it. But mm-hmm. I mean, six bucks. Like I'm not I'm not mad at all because seventy five percent of this album is just perfection. It's just that one side. That I've issue yeah. with it just it's so the happens. Entire side, pretty much, yeah. Uh, but it annoying. just so happens that side is the quietest side of the entire album. Yeah. So that fucking is so irritating. That's, so that's really annoying. At some point down the line, I probably will pick up another copy of this because that's like the coolest side. It's not. It's not like the best part of the album, but it is definitely like the most diverse from everything else it completely takes a left turn and it really makes this prog metal album like the prog that's what brings it to life and makes it so unique and weird is they're incorporating like softer instrumentals polka all these weird stuffs going on yeah it's a so. trippy album it's great though it's fantastic <clears throat> yeah so yeah that's that's that was colors for you okay you know whatever <laughs> what else it? you got uh I listened to Coda finally. Oh yeah, how was that? Coda, Coda, which isn't even like a, a <laughs> which isn't even like a real Zeppelin mm. record, but okay. Yeah, well, I, well, mm, mm, mm. this it is, is their, this is their last album, kind of eighty two, and um, it's not bad. This is not bad at all, and mm. this is because be- I I listened to a lot of Zeppelin this week just to get my facts straight. This is better than In Through the Out, for sure. And this is better than Presence. No, Presence is good. Presence is really good. If you can name me 
two songs for presence, even one song for presence that isn't Achilles Last Stand, I'll be fucking surprised. I was just gonna say that. I'll be fucking surprised. <laughs> presence. Okay, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> exactly. Presence is not. Uh. Presence is not as good as you think it is, and Coda is not as bad as you thought it was. Well, no, nobody's fault but mine. That's a solid one too. Candy Store Rock is another good one. Get the fuck out of here. What? I'm serious. No, I'm serious that this that Coda is better than Presence. And plus, Coda is is songs that were kind of recorded and reused from In Through the Out sessions, and then dating all the way back to like Houses of the Holy and, and Zeppelin Three. So yeah. there's some there's some really really good stuff in here, and it's just really cool. It's really cool. And there's a song on here like like Bon or Bonzo's drum song that he does by yeah. himself that's what it's called and it's 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 really cool and it's really good and jimmy page it was a solo that he took and then jimmy page added some some instrumentals in the studio and it gets really good like usually i would be really okay. irritated if you take some like like dead drummers stuff and then added your own thing to it that's very annoying but jimmy page did it justice and it sounds fantastic <laughs> and don't forget I mean, it, it's don't not forget. bad I, I do know it's not bad but it's not like a real it's not a real record of theirs you know don't a, forget that physical graffiti is four sides right two discs four sides yeah. one side essentially there's like seven or eight six or seven or eight songs that are all like unused songs from prior to that so physical is graffiti really? is kind of not technically an album either because they're just reusing old shit those uh in through the outdoor and and physical graffiti are the one the two that I go back to the least amount because it's, I mean, they're good, but they're, they're nothing compared to houses of the Holy one through four presence, you know, presence but is not dude. Presence, presence is good, man. Presence it's is arguably their worst. Oh, dude, get out of here. No and through the outdoor, I think through the outdoor worst, is their worst, but yeah. like, dude, like full in the rain. And then, uh, all of my love. Yeah. But, but those, those are like Vanders. very, they are, they are, but they're very like ballady and very. Well, they're, uh, they're like key cheesy, and that was it was a it was a time where where JPJ wanted to use like keyboards and do weird shit, and it was fine. Yeah, it's not bad. But it's kind of cheesy. I think I think all of my love. We talked about this kind of when we did Houses of the Holy and ranked the Zeppelin stuff, but all of my love will always have a a weird place in my heart because that was the first song. That was playing the first time we ever went to our first strip club, Taboo. We <laughs> walked in through the door, and that's what was playing. I'll never forget it. Because I just thought, like, holy shit, this is a cool place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the strip club's really cool, man. <laughs> well, it's like the first time we ever go in there, right? Because that was an 18-year-old because they didn't have alcohol there. That was, yeah. that was 18s, and you walk in there, and they're playing, like, Zeppelin and kind of kind of like a deeper cut not you know they're not playing like stairway or anything a little, yeah. a little little deeper but it makes sense in that atmosphere and i just i thought it was so cool and they played like three song blocks and i mean the more that you get you realize what goes on and stuff but yeah they're playing like three song blocks and then the next block they put on was limp biscuit Ooh, that's Dude. solid so like for the next like 20 minutes i i, I was just i was in heaven solid it's good stuff <laughs> Whatever, code is solid. Code, code is good. Code yeah. is good. You know, I'm I'm thinking about it. When we did Zeppelin the last time, yeah, it was in our newer format, but it was before we were ranking the records. So I don't think we ranked the Zeppelin records. I really don't think we did. Because we, well, we did House of the Holy. We, I think we did that, right? Yeah, we did that. Yeah, record. we did we didn't do, do that. Four. Yeah, 
And we, we didn't, I'm pretty sure we didn't rank their albums. Is, we hadn't started doing that yet. That is terrible. <laughs> what do you mean it's terrible? terrible. We should, we, now we have to do another Zeppelin record so we can rank their albums. I mean, that's fine with me and we should do presents. Okay. I mean, I'm down no, with I'm that kidding. just no, because that is, presents. that is arguably their worst. So that would be fine. I'd rather do four. I'd rather do four since we've already done Houses of the Horror. Well, if we're going to do, if we're going to do four, might as well just do two. That's top well, three greatest albums do two. made ever made, so. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not. <clears throat> sis, sis. Uh, another thing I got from from the same place I got colors for six dollars that you passed up because you didn't want it. Another thing I got oh, was yeah. Bayside, their acoustic uh, EP. Yeah, I found that one for you too, huh? Well, I've I'd seen it there prior. I just never picked it up because it was in like the hardcore punk section for some reason, and I, I knew no one was going to pick it up. <laughs> if, <laughs> like if you're in the hardcore punk section, you see Bayside acoustic, you're not going to pick it up. Yeah, definitely not. But it's good. It's 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 an EP from 06 and it's like this band, man, it maybe just by like repetition, I have come to really, really like this band. And it's okay. it's kind of irritating, I guess, because we've seen them once and they were terrible. <laughs> but I think at the time we we did we were punkers, you know, we wanted to just like throw in the pit and, and call it a day. We didn't want to hear these softer songs and these ballads or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty bad. I mean, but, I don't even like their recorded music. I don't. I've never got into them. It's it's something you got to kind of listen to a thousand times, and then you start liking it. <laughs> Not even ten times. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand times. Wow. Listen to Bayside so much, and then like when I was in the academy, I I had the Killing Time, uh, album. I don't know where I got it. I think Renee probably bought it for me, and it was I bought it like the CD, and so it was in my car. And if I didn't have my auxiliary cord to plug in my phone, like going to and from the academy, I just listened to like three albums on repeat for, you know, 10 months straight. And that was one <laughs> of them. And I've, I've come to really like it. And then I expanded and listened to their other stuff. But this EP is really good. And they do like an Elliot Smith cover and it's pretty cool. And mm. they even do a Smoking Popes cover. Okay. And it's featuring Josh Caterer from the Smoking uh, Popes. That's pretty rad, though. So that's cool. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. As, as long as you enjoy it, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah, and it, like acoustic music, you never really go wrong with, especially when it's like emo shit like this. It's always going to be at least decent. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you. I bought some stuff on OfferUp, and you got to jump on these deals quick. I know, and or I always miss them. Or else they disappear. I so I, uh, I, I basically got Outcast, Stankonia, Randall Chew, Peppers, Californication, and then K Dots, Good Kid, Mad City for five, four, like 30 bucks for all three of them. Fuck. That's a steal. And yeah, it's definitely a steal. So I listened to all three of them. And I mean, Good Kid, Mad City. Not damn, a good record. Damn banger of an album. It's not. Stankonia, damn banger of an album. That, banger. It's, it's, it's really crazy, like how. How influential and how how good Outcast was and is, but mm-hmm. we kind of I don't know, man. We kind of like brush over them a lot. I, I feel like people only remember them for uh, Heya and Rose. Oh, was it Roses? Roses smell like boop 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 boop. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Those are the only two songs that people ever reference, and it sucks because there's so much more than that. So, so like Stankonia has uh, Miss Jackson, B.O.B., Bombs Over Baghdad, mm-hmm. and then um, fucking So Fresh and So Clean. And oh, yeah, that's a song. This was kind of like the first time that Andre 3000 was, was leaning 
more into like singing, but he's mm. he's not like singing. He's he's kind of like rap singing, and his voice is very crooning, and it's it's very uh, it's it's like he's trying but not too hard. Yeah. And then I was listening to it, and like Killer Mike's on this album. I never even fucking knew that. What? No yeah. way. Killer Mike's on one of these tracks, and one of his earliest like appearances and on like, on record, I guess. So does he have an actual verse? Or yeah. Is it, no, he's wow. he is there. He is there. And Damn. I was listening. I said that sounds like Killer Mike. Who is this? And I looked it up. And fucking Killer Mike. Is it are are Outcasts from Georgia as well? I don't know if they're from Georgia. I mean, I, yeah, they are from Georgia. I just don't know if they're from Atlanta. I'm sure they are. I mean, there's only one city yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that in Savannah. There's a, Atlanta and Savannah. Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even hear that word without laughing about the office. I know. <laughs> like yeah. little ass. <laughs> oh my God. That's the best line in the office right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. It's so fucking stupid. Uh. It's so annoying. <laughs> oh yeah, man, Stinkonia. Stinkonia is is a damn banger. I was worried. I was worried because this girl that I bought it from, she uh, she kept the because rec- each one of these is, is two LPs, and she kept them in the in the same. You like in a gatefold, you can put one LP in the left side of the jacket and the, the right side mm. of the jacket. She put them both in the same side of the jacket. Ooh. with no covers. Yeah. Oh, with no inner sleeve. So like they're just fucking oh. rubbing in there. Oh, I oh, I hate that. I don't even I, like thinking about it. But like when I lowball these people and offer up, I can't sit there and like nitpick, you know, and like pull them out and be like, well, this looks a little scratch. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've already like lowballed them. They're going to get fucking pissed. I'm going to get stabbed. So I, I usually just take them, give them the money, and then just take off and then look at it at home. And then I got home and I was like, oh, man. I was really worried. But everything plays just absolutely fine. And there were thumbprints all over these records, all over them. <laughs> They were like fucking, there were crumbs on them. They all had... Like they are playing Frisbee or something like Dude, I don't know what they were doing, but they all had sleeves, but the records weren't in the inner sleeves. The sleeves were like separately. And I just, what, what are you fuck? fucking doing, dude? Oh, yeah. Whatever. I, I don't like that at all. But the Californication one, it's, it is a very cheesy album. It is very goofy, but it's still really but, good. There's, there's good. Yeah, there's like... fantastic. It's... Dude, I, I cannot believe I remembered like almost every single fucking song. <laughs> I know. It's so good. And there's like they're, fucking 15, 20 songs. Mm-hmm. And their best song is on that record, Right On Time. That's like best the second to last done. song. Dude, that is a I know. banger. It is so good. Frashante's, uh vocals in that are just... <sighs> it's so good. And then Flea, that Flea's bass part in that, it's unreal. Absolutely unreal. Oh, I fucking love that song. It's a, I haven't listened to it in a while. It's a banger of an album, but you still realize how how kind of goofy it is and kind of like yeah, you know how kind of like of that of that era. Yeah, especially the title track. Come on, that song is. I know every word to it, but it's it's a cheesy song. Yeah, that, me too. I, I was singing every word, and then I would do like the like like the key to sing, where I'm like moving my body and like throwing my oh, hands, God, like your, I'm, your hands and everything. Yeah. that's so that's so bad. I'm like like shoulders back and forth. I'm doing it right now, but you can't see it. Uh, shoulders back and forth, to and fro. <laughs> you got to, you got to, got to do the keys. Uh, so stupid. So that was a banger. All right, all right. <laughs> I also got Bob Dylan. Uh, Times they are changing. This is my favorite uh, Bob Dylan album. And I see this all the time, but it's never been never been that cheap. And I bought it at at our boy Aldo's, and it was kind of like in his his surplus. 
So I was digging mm-hmm. through and I saw it there and it was like 13 bucks. And then of course he always hooks it up anyway. And so it ended up being like $10 and I was like, I was fucking super stoked about it. And this is a banger of an album. And if we do Bob Dylan or if, and when we do Bob Dylan, this is going to be the one that we do. Oof. Gosh. Cause this is my favorite. Okay. It'll put the, put whether or not Bob Dylan is actually good to bed. You know? Well, I mean, this is not, if you, if you ask people's, maybe their top five Dylan albums, this probably wouldn't cut the top five. But I don't think. He also has like 50 albums. Yeah, that is, that is so. also true. But he's been, he's been good for, from day one until day 2020, right? Rough and Rowdy Ways. <laughs> no, that was a solid album. No. It was that was not. a solid album. Once you once like that that light switch in your in your dark cobweb infested brain turns on, you'll mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, I do boo boo, a Yogi Bear, mm-hmm. hey boo boo, I didn't know Bob Dylan was good. That's the real thing. My favorite my, my favorite Bob Dylan track is on this, "The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll," and uh, that's that was a song that got me into Bob Dylan because I took like this history of rock music class in college, which was fucking rad because our, our teacher would just play the saxophone probably like a good 20% of the time and just show us <laughs> how different things worked and it was really cool that's so weird but yeah he, he pretty much just fucking around the whole class oh dude totally but as long as you you were engaged it was like it was like this what we do like as long as you engaged and talked about music and asked questions and were interested like you flying aces yeah easy but whatever alright <laughs> it's good shit it's good song Good story. Oh, we'll see. Eventually, when we do the uh, the, the album, oh. I'll make I'll make that determine determination. Oh yeah, I got ELP's Tarkus. For, Finally, for again. free. I, I got it again. Yeah, <laughs> I've had it twice okay. now, and the first one I bought was like the MoFi, and ended up getting rid of that and got like thirty, forty bucks for that one, even though I paid like five dollars for it. And then I got this one for free. Yeah. This was in his his fifty cent bin. I don't know why, because it was dirty, and I wiped it down, and it plays fine. No, there's like very little surface noise, even. Nothing. Did he talk shit on you for buying it? No, he like no. He this is a good album. This is a good band. I know, but for where it was, and you buying it for essentially fifty cents or there, for free. There are some things he sees in there. Like I bought Dwayne Allman's both of his anthologies there, and those were the fifty cent bins. He's like, "What the hell? These were there?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Damn, all right." <laughs> So sometimes I think he doesn't even realize it. He, I mean, I'm sure he makes mistakes. And, and yeah. I well, pick, clearly he does. I pick through them and exploit them. It's the way to go. And you like Tarkus, I assume? Yeah, Tarkus is, Tarkus is good. Tarkus is not really their best. It is, uh, I would say it's probably their... I'd say their second best. No, I, I, I was going to say their third, maybe fourth. Okay, what, what's above that besides Brain Salad? Uh, I think Brain Salad is their best, obvi. Agreed. And yeah. then... I think Don't works. works. I think works is really? second best. I think works is second really? best. No, I do. I think works is no way. I think works is fantastic. I, you're crazy. You're crazy for this one, Rick. It's just no. it's it's it showcases everybody exactly how they want it to be because Tarkus Tarkus kind of had some like inner turmoil within the band, and not mm-hmm. everybody was on on board with with the direction of its sounds and everything like that. But works was 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 everything. It was there's only three guys, so works was each one of those three guys doing what the exact sound that they wanted, and then the last side was all four of them being ELP again, and so you get you get to really like dive into the mind of Emerson, Lake, and Balmer. The, as the, a concept, 
as a concept, it's really cool, but you know, as a cohesive album, it's it it's good. It's really good, but it to say it's their second best is insane. I mean, that's that's totally definitely insane. that's definitely not insane, but it is insane. I'm telling you right now, it's insane. Mm-hmm. You listen to Love Beach yet? No, I haven't. I've been I've been kind of uh, scared of it. <laughs> yeah, you should be afraid of it. That's why I gave it to you. Because I think it's going to be super shit. <laughs> it does suck. Uh, yeah, well, Targus okay. Targus is great. I, I've come to like the 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 art a little bit more just it's because so cool. just oh, because yeah. it was it was done in a manner that was supposed to be really ugly and dumb. Yeah, but it looks really cool. I mean, I don't know if it looks cool. It's it's funny. A giggle. It looks cool. Come on, man. I also, looked up, I also looked up where the name Tarkis came from. Did you look that up when you... I did, but I, I don't remember what, let's, uh, what let's, it was. Let's, re, let's reiterate or let's reemphasize <laughs> that. So it's, it's, it's two things. a mashup of Tartarus and Carcass. Carcass, obviously, dead thing, rotting. Yeah. Tartarus is this like, deep abyss in Greek mythology. It was, it was used as a dungeon and was used to imprison like the Titans. And the Titans were the pre-Olympian gods. Yeah. So that's what that is. And that's okay. Like that's big. Like if you name it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's you got big shoes to fill if you're naming your 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 album that. That's true. Well, I mean the the concept from what I remember was pretty dramatic too. The concept the lyric lyrically and musically the concept of that record was pretty extravagant and pretty wild. My only problem with Tarkus is the last song is is very rock and roll, like Chuck Berry that's rock right. and roll. It's 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 weird and doesn't it doesn't flow well and I, mm, uh. mm. but other than that, other than that, I think it's just, it's damn near perfect. It's yeah, no, it's an amazing record, absolutely amazing. And it was free. <laughs> okay. Or your Tarkus is free. Oh yeah. Another one so I got, got. Another one I got. Chuck Berry, Concerto and Be Good. So this was okay. uh, this is, is his thirteenth album from nineteen sixty nine. No, just just one album. This, this is the second side. It's, it's a live one. The second side is just an instrumental that that kind of like encompasses his career up until then. You can hear a lot of different songs that he's doing. It's just it's just him jamming and rocking out. And yeah. I guess it was kind of like his way of trying to keep up with like the longer songs, like the longer rock songs of the sixties of the late sixties. Yeah. It, does it have like prog elements to it, or is it? Just no, it is just it is it is Chuck Berry doing a long song, <laughs> and so when with no I, vocals. Yeah, no vocals whatsoever. So when I first listened to, it, I was like, "Dude, this is so awesome!" Then I read that, and I was like, "Okay, let me listen to this one more time," and then I felt kind of bad. Like this is clearly a dying breed here. This is a this is like it's still really really good, but it has mm. this tone of like the dying musician to it. And Chuck Berry just it's kind of depressing. It is. It is like the dude is 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 legendary, and he will never he will never be anything but. But this mm-hmm. was like like the more you look at it, the more you realize how imperfect it is and how kind of sad it is. Yeah. So it's it's a good listen, and I got it for really cheap, so I'm not I'm not upset about that. I'll listen to it again, but you can definitely hear Chuck trying to keep up with like the big dogs of the late '60s. Hmm. Okay. I'm I'm interested in hearing that that instrumental for sure. That's good. That's good. Eighteen minutes. Eighteen and a half minutes. That's good. Okay. I'm I'm down. I'm down to listen. Uh listen to this. I got Peter Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, an idiot. you're such an his, idiot. His second album, Equal Rights. This one came out in seventy seven. And mm-hmm. 
I've always liked Peter Tosh because he is, uh, if it wasn't for Peter Tosh, like Bob Marley never would have really gotten better. Because, I mean, like the Whalers, they kind of start off as like a, a singing group. And then yeah. Peter Tosh came in and, and he was like a self-taught musician and he played keyboards and he played guitar. And he kind of inspired Bob Marley and uh, Bunny Whaler to play their instruments and, and, you know, play music, play ska, play reggae. And so I, I, I like Peter Tosh. I think he's a really good guitar player too. And I think so too. I think vocally he doesn't, he's not as smooth and like pop sounding as, as Marley is. Even though mm-hmm. I think Bob Marley's voice is, is really good. Peter Tosh is kind of, he's, he's like a runt. He's just like, it's, it's fine. It's a little, little choppy. It doesn't really flow as well. It's not as pop sounding. It's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Which is good. It's, it's nice hearing that. I like it. I, I, I think Cause you hear fantastic. so much Bob Marley and it's just like, you just know it's Bob Marley and then you, uh, Peter, yeah, I, I agree with you. Peter Tosh is more, he's more interesting. I'm, like, I feel like he takes more chances musically than, than Bob, Bob Marley did. His, his entire life is just insanely interesting. I mean, from, from touring to his, his murder, everything about this guy is very, it's just very interesting to read about. And, mm-hmm. and this, uh, this album opens up with, with Get Up Stand Up. So he does do a Bob Marley song. Interesting. I didn't know he did one. He did that song. But then it also, it also has Step and Razor on it too. Ooh. Which okay. I didn't even know. And I was listening and, and, he started singing Step and Razor and I was like, Oh shit. I smiled. <laughs> so cool. And I was just I was so happy. I was so excited for it. And it was a really it was a really good album. And and uh I don't know, man. Peter Tosh is really cool. Like I I was reading the story that that Tosh was allowed to stay at Keith Richards' mansion that Richards mm-hmm. owned in Jamaica. Like nobody was allowed on his mansion in Jamaica. It's probably a fucking massive place, except for Peter yeah. Tosh. And then Peter Tosh was staying there, like living there, and Keith Richards came to visit, and he told him, like, hey, you gotta go, because I'm here now, and Tosh was like, nah, I ain't gonna go, and I guess Keith Richards pulled a gun, and, like, shoved it in his face, and told him, like, you need to leave, or I'm gonna shoot you, like, I'm gonna shoot you in the face, and you're gonna die. What the fuck? <laughs> Fucking Keith Richards, man, what a <laughs> and so, and so, like, there's that story, and then, like, Tosh was the only reggae artist signed to the Rolling Stones label, so there's a lot of, a lot of history between those two artists. Yeah. And then uh, I don't. He's just very interesting. And that remember that M sixteen guitar? Like, did you ever see that that M sixteen styled guitar that some uh, fan made for Peter Tosh? No, I'm gonna look it up right now. If you see it, you will totally remember because it's super recognizable, super iconic, and I totally forgot about it. It is oh, such a cool guitar. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this guitar. That's his guitar. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, somebody like made that for him. They're just like, hey, dude, I got a what present for you. Take fuck? it. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Like some guy Peter Tosh doesn't even know. Just, yeah. just made him this and then brought it to him and said, hey, take this. I'll see you later. And then like, took off. It reminds me of something like that Jessica's dad would have done. It's fucking cool. That, she, that he would have made. That's awesome. What if it was him? Because it says it was... Oh, wait, no. It was early 80s. Her dad was making guitars back then. Dude, that would be... That'd be fucking bizarre. Mind-blowing. I, my mind would be blown if 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 Jessica's dad had made this guitar, because he made a lot of weird shit like this. He still makes weird shit like this. I'll, from, I'll look into it later. But who and from what I it? like, what I was reading about the guitar, it's it's just some random fan who like Tosh didn't ask for it. Tosh didn't yeah. didn't know this guy really, and the guy just made it. He's like, "Hey, I made this for you. Do you want so it?" Weird. And he's like, "Fuck yeah, I want it." 
that's uh, that, that's cool, man. That, that's cool. Dude, Peter Tosh is so cool, and like the the way he was murdered too. Like the people that came into his house to rob him, he knew them. Like he knew the guy, and he even tried to help the guy after he got out of jail. He's like, mm-hmm. dude, I've been trying to help you get a job, trying to help you find like stable income. And the guy kept saying, like, no, nah, I know you got money in here. Where is it? Ties him up and just fucking shoots him, just assassinates him. Terrible what a piece of shit. After Toss tried to help him, yeah. God. Woof. That, yeah, that's awful, awful shit. Yeah. All right. So what else you got? Um, when we first started collecting, I've, I wanted to get this this group. This is not an album. This is a comp that I got. But Shocking Blue, I, I got uh, I got a comp from them, which I'm super happy about because I've never seen anything by this band anywhere. So uh, it's just a cool psychedelic rock band from like the late '60s, early '70s. They had a bunch of hits besides the one that I that I posted. Um, send me a postcard is the one that I that I chose. They did the song Venus. Remember the remember the Gillette Venus Razor commercials? Yeah, we talked about this. But that version was Bananarama doing a cover of the Venus song. Their version is oh, was that it? Okay. Way better, way more psychedelic, rock based. Very cool. But they also did a song called Love Buzz, which is that the which Nirvana covered? Yeah. Okay. So okay, and like their version is is just as good. And I I I also read a story too that. They're like Dutch or something, so their names I'm not even gonna remember. But the guitarist from this band, <laughs> somebody showed him like the Nirvana version, or like gave him the Nirvana album to listen to, and he loved it. Like he loved the version; he thought it was great. He thought the band was amazing, but he gave the person back the album because he fucking hated the cover. He thought the cover was was not the even bleach? worth his time. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Just, just, cool just yeah, it's just a story. I mean, I'm, it's okay. Like just a story that I read online. I'm sure it's true, but <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. That is that's stupid, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's 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 typical of, of somebody who th- is who probably thinks that they're better than they are. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I mean, to like the song and to like the music, but just turn it away because of the album cover. Come on. Yeah. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's a cool album cover too. I've chose I've picked this song before as a as a pick of the week in our old format. So I see I remember because I remember seeing the cover before, but I don't remember I couldn't remember where. So yeah. Did this, you like this it is my favorite this is my favorite of the three songs you put in the notes. Okay. It's just that, that yeah. big that beginning guitar that boom 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 boom. Yeah, so yeah. Send me a postcard. It's a good song. It's, it's one of like the song most I think it's like my top three favorite psychedelic rock songs. Like if anybody were to, I don't know, just what does, what is psychedelic rock? You could play them this song and they, okay, I get it. It is yeah. so fucking good. It is really good. It's fantastic. Okay. So uh, right. going to my pick of the week, this guy, Zal Yanovsky, Yanovsky. This, this was like a backlog of mine. And the album art was, was this guy playing a flute in the middle of the woods and the colors yeah. were overly saturated with with like color, very vibrant purples and blues and yellows, and it just looked it looked dumb. And it so look really stupid. I I just put it off for a while, and then I I decided I'm gonna go through some backlog today. And I threw this on and just absolutely loved it. Fell in love with it. I thought it was amazing. And then I come to find out this guy was in this band called The Love and Spoonful, which I've heard of and I've seen them and I know their albums, but I've never got into them because. They've done soundtrack work for Woody Allen movies, and mm. their band name is ridiculous. 
Loving spoonful. It's uh, not loving. It's loving with an loving, apostrophe. Loving, it's so okay, loving it's just so stupid. It is dumb, yeah. So I don't know when there's when there's a million things to pick from. I'm not gonna like choose something that I already am not vibing with. You know, I don't know. It was just dumb. Yeah, and then plus to plus to do multiple soundtrack albums as your as your discography goes, that's kind of lame too. Yeah, I get it. But I digress. But they but they do that that song. Do you believe in magic? Do you believe really in magic? Them? Yeah, that's their first album huh. though. So it's not as good as, as everything. That song's kind of lame though. Oh, that song was terrible. I hate that song. Yeah, it's really not that good. So, so yeah, I I, I chose her fourth album, "Hums of the Loving Spoonful." This is from '66. This is uh this is when they deliberately tried to incorporate different styles into their album. Mm-hmm. They didn't just kind of like do like the pop folk sound. They just they just fucking just went in it and made a bunch of music with a bunch of different instruments, including a Jews harp. Now I can pick, oh, yeah. <laughs> now I can pick that out pretty damn well. <laughs> but that uh, was a good. That's it's, I think it's a banger of an album. I really like this band. I'll okay. buy more. But Zal's Zal's uh this is he only has one studio album, sixty eight. The song's called You Talk Too Much. And this is an interesting interesting guy too. Like he he retired from music and then went to his home country of Canada and became like a restaurant tour and just Weird. like cooked and owned a restaurant and at one point in the sixties, he got busted for marijuana, and in lieu of deportation, he gave up his dealer, and then was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> and then was hated Jeez. by the music community, and like nobody liked him. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> and then, and then, like after the Loving Spoonful broke up, because because Loving Spoonful was also it was Zal and then John Sebastian. Those okay. two guys sounds familiar. Really, he, he's really done popular. Stuff, right? Yeah, 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 re- yeah, really popular in the sixties, seventies. Actually, and then they were also in a band earlier than that called the Mug the Mugwumps, which that, also featured Cass Elliott and then another person who went on to form the Mamas and the Papas. Okay, that, I was thinking CCR. Mm. What was CCR's first band's name? The 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 Polywogs. Polywogs, yeah, that's yeah. What I was thinking of yeah. Oh, so the, the yeah, band. so they they broke up, and then I guess I guess for the Isle of Wight festival, Zal was playing in the backup band for Chris Christofferson mm-hmm. and the same festival, John Sebastian was playing. And I guess like, I'm sure Zal knew that he was going to be there. I'm sure he read the bill, but John Sebastian didn't know Zal was going to be there. And this was after the sp- spoonful broke up and they did like a cool little reunion thing on stage for like the first time cool. since they broke up. And so everybody was like super stoked about that. Yeah. They didn't hate each other enough to yeah, they, not they, perform. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. But I, I fucking love this song. I love this guy and I love this band. So, so do you want me to play the the Love and Spoonful song, or do you want me to play the Zal one? The Zal one. Okay, because I wasn't sure because you were going back and forth, so I didn't know which one you wanted. I know where to start. To I know where to start, but I knew where I wanted to finish. But then I know where I. Didn't but then you tell me where you wanted you to. You talk yeah, too just... much. That's the name of the song. Okay, yeah. So here it is from uh, from Zal Yunovsky. Cool. Here we go. Get off. 
There it is. Zalyanovsky in the song You Talk Too Much. I'm surprised you like it this much, considering he scats so much, and then he farts, and surprising. I just, surprising I, you like it. I just didn't know what to expect at all. I thought this was going to be very... I'd never heard of this guy. So I, yeah, I, I haven't I, either. I thought this was going to be some type of very shitty, like, Zamfir jazz <laughs> with with flute playing and I just this is the second song on the album and I I was I was just kind of sitting there taking it back just thinking of what the fuck am I listening to <laughs> it's do so I, weird <laughs> do I like this I don't I don't know I kind of do yeah I just I I didn't uh I thought it was gonna be shitty jazz music and I I didn't know what to think I I was just so disoriented and confused and but I I was smiling and I was having a good time. I love yeah, that. I thought it was I thought it was going to be like uh like folk music just based off of the uh the title or the the guy's name, you know. I really thought that's all it was going to be, but I was I was pleasantly surprised. Would this would this make you if you saw this out for like 5 bucks, would you pick it up? Uh yeah, I'd pick it up, yeah, for sure. Will you sure. will you be on the lookout for Loving Spoonful? No, I think I'd only really be interested in this. But I mean, loving loving spoonful was good, but uh, but no, this is this is much better. It was more fun, you know. Loving spoonful definitely has more folk pop into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I think the other band out of the three picks was was the best. Oh, shocking blue. Yeah, shocking blue was the best. So good. Yeah, it was good. That was the first time I've ever seen him in the wild. I've never seen him, and I look every fucking time. How much did you get it for? Uh, I think it was fourteen. Oh, that's kind of high. Well, even for, that for you especially, that's high. Well, it's it was on my original list, like the list of of things that we want, you know. Yeah. Like when, when I made that list, that was one of the first things I put on, and I even wrote a note in case you ever saw it that I really just want this song. So if you find a forty-five of just this song, I'd be cool with just that. But it never happened, and I, I even at all those, I still would ask him, and I would look in the forty-fives and. And never be there. And so when I, when I saw that there, and I was like, okay, it's a comp. And then I had all of like the songs that I loved. I, I was like, fuck it, dude, it's 14 bucks. Would you buy more of their, their actual records? If I saw an actual album, yeah, I would buy it. I think they only have okay. like three or four albums. Okay. I, okay. I, I think they have like six, but like at one point they all left the band. And like she wasn't even a part of the band anymore. So like, so they weren't and, a band, and their first album didn't feature her. I think her vocals is what really makes that song. Yeah, I think so too. That was it. Was I liked? I like her voice a lot. It's like kind of whiny almost, and and it like gets in your ears. It's good. <laughs> it is really good. That's a rad song. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. That's all I got. That's all you got. Okay. Um. Let's see here. What do I got? What have I picked up? What have I listened to in my backlog? It's been a lot. And some of the stuff I'm not even going to bring up because I've just listened to so much stuff. Um, so I'll go through this fast. I won't really expand on a lot of it. Um, first thing here I got from with you when I, when I was out in Arizona, it was uh, Deftones. Wait, is there an echo? No. Uh, I thought I heard an echo. No. Okay, I don't hear it now. <laughs> so wh- when I was out in Arizona, uh, I picked this one up from Grace. The, actually, these next two from Grace Records. Uh, it, one one of the first one was Deftones Around the Fur. Their second record came out in '97. Picked that one up. It's my least favorite Deftones record, but it's still really good. 
And uh, so go check it out. Uh, pick, also picked up Thrice, Thrice's album Beggars. Beggars. Uh, picked, up, picked up the 10th anniversary edition. So it came with the seven inch and uh, of the, the two B-sides answers and red telephone. So I listened to all that. I mean, I love Beggars. It's, it's fantastic. It's their seventh record. And um, it's great, but you hate it for whatever reason. But it's really good. And uh, the next one here is, I ordered this back in, I'd have to say August. So like not too long after we first started collecting. And uh, you convinced me to buy this. And it's Brandon Boyd, the singer from Incubus. It's his only solo record. It's called The Wild Trapeze. And my boy John Theodore plays drums on it. It's a very subdued album. Like it's very kind of, it's pretty much just all Brandon Boyd, just playing kind of weird instruments and mostly acoustic based. It's a pretty solid record, but finally arrived this week. Uh, actually, while I was out at your house in Arizona, it arrived that, on that Saturday. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just, it, it. the quality of this record just sucks. Oh. I was so disappointed. It's it sound, Everything sounds so blown out and just really staticky. And I thought it was my stylus. So I, I cleaned my stylus and then I put on another record just in case. But no, it, w- it was this record. Both sides are just like totally blown out. And I, I know, I, I do remember like if you listen to it on streaming sites, it does sound a little bit loud, but it's not this bad. Like they, I don't know what why they <laughs> they pressed it like this, but no, it sounds like shit. Absolute shit. I, I think I might even sell it. Oh my God. Yeah, it's... It's it's the worst sounding record I have in my collection. And you waited so long for it too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, it, they only pressed because they they did two runs of it uh, back in the summer, and each run was only I think three hundred copies. So I think there's only what six hundred now uh, out in the world, and both sold out really fast. Um, so I'm sure I can get it. I'm sure I can at least break even. I'm pretty positive I could break even on it. So it's that bad. yeah. Dude, it's so. I was so disappointed. It was just absolutely blown out. And I know I I don't listen to my music super loud, so I know it wasn't the speakers. Yeah. And and like I said, I put on another record just to make sure. Like I, I after the first side, I put on something else to check, and that sounded great. And then I put the B side on, and it was still just blown out to shit. That sucks. Yeah, I, it's so disappointing. But whatever. Uh, then this next one here, I found this in my backlog. I didn't even know I had it. Um, but I, I see it out in like the dollar bins all the time. It's Jackie Gleason. It's his record. How sweet it is for lovers. It's his 44th album came out in 1966. Uh, he put out fuck like a hundred records when he was alive. And also, I mean, he was an actor too. Like he had a very prolific career. Um, but I mean, if you've ever heard Jackie Gleason or like big band exotica kind of stuff or lounge music, lounge music with like a bigger band, that's what Jackie Gleason is. It's good, but I mean, you, if you have like one or two, that's all you need. You don't need a hundred of his records. So it's good. Um, I also got from you out in Arizona. You picked me up the Santana and John McLaughlin mm. from Mahavishnu. Uh, they're rec- they only did one record together. It's called Love, Devotion, Surrender. It came out in 73. Uh, it's, it's actually a tribute to John Coltrane. Uh, there are two songs by Coltrane that they cover. Uh, two of the songs were McLaughlin originals. And then one was written by both of them, but Santana play, they both play on all of them. Um, but it's really cool. Cause like you can hear, cause Santana has such a unique sound. Yeah. And then McLaughlin is such a technical player 
so it's cool because you can you can really just tell when the, when when each of them are playing because their their styles are so different, but they work so well. And then reading more about this, they were both into the into this religion. I forgot the name of it right now, but they're both really into it. And Santana really looked up to McLaughlin and really like he kind of McLaughlin kind of taught Santana how to replay guitar, and he taught him a lot of new techniques and and ways of playing, which I never ever knew. But uh, but yeah no so it was it was a really solid listen through the cover looks really new age really new agey and bad how but how the, far but the into the really Santana discography was was this this is seventy three so he must have done five records up to this point maybe five or six but oh, okay so, well because uh, mm. I mean his first record came out what sixty seven. 66 maybe no he was only the first four were from like 69 to like 73 hmm let's see here let's look it up his wiki because his first five because the fifth one's welcome that's the one with the white cover yeah oh yeah yeah that came out in 73 i mean i he has way too many albums for me to like really listen to i guess i could but i just don't want to but his (laughs) first five his, his first three are perfect yeah, well, welcome. It's a welcome came out a month after this, uh, the one with McLaughlin did. So everything up through Caravan, it was prior to to the McLaughlin, which is funny because I have all I have his first four records and I don't have anything after that. And honestly, the only thing I've listened to after that has been, uh, what was it, uh, Smooth? What what's that record? Supernatural, the one we did on the podcast. Oh, dude, that was way after. No, he <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I've never really listened to anything out after. Uh, Caravan. Okay. I, I have his first like six and then I have a, a couple live ones. And if, if, if McLaughlin is, is teaching, Sarah McLaughlin is teaching him how to replay guitar, <laughs> but his best stuff was before that. I wonder if like that was a bad thing. It could have been. Yeah. Maybe he, he took like a, a different spiritual route because it kind of seems like the, the religion that they were following there more than likely it was like anti-drug and everything like that. And we all know Santana was super into acid and just a lot of drugs. So maybe like that's when he got clean. I don't know. I really don't know. Very interesting. Yeah. So it's a really cool listen. And like I said, they, they, they do two Coltrane songs, but they, they church it up to make it more jazz fusion, more rock, which is really cool too. It's, it's, they're really cool renditions of, of Coltrane's jazz music. So. I, I'd highly recommend this record. If you ever find it, if you find it again, you should definitely. I, I did find it. And I was going to listen to it <laughs> and I should have listened to it because I probably would have kept it. You probably would have. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah, I got that one. Um, this next one, West Montgomery. I got this one. I was, when I was out with you, uh, oh, yeah, we got we this got one at one. double nickels. Yeah. We got the same one at double nickels. Um, this came out in 80 or 66. I get, uh, listening. I got, got, got when I was listening to it, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know, but he, uh, he played with like a big band, like an or almost like an orchestra on this record. And apparently that was like a big no, no. And he was really, uh, criticized for that, for playing with a big band and having some R and B elements in there. But it was, it was a cool list and right. it wasn't like my favorite thing he's done, but it was, it was cool. It was interesting. It was like a dollar. So it was worth a yeah. dollar. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was well worth a dollar. I'm not complaining. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the next one I got here is uh, Charles Mingus, Keeping It Jazz. Um, it's his record Tonight at Noon, which is a cool title. Uh, came out in 64. Um, this is kind of like a comp. 
it was a comp of stuff that was that had never been officially released. Uh, songs from 50, 1957 and sixty one from two different sessions, and it was released under the uh, under a record label he used to be on. So they kind of released it without his his blessing, I guess you could say. Um, but it was good. I mean, like most jazz records you come across on on online on Wikipedia, they all have bad reviews, except for a couple Coltrane and Bitches Brew. But it's so true. It's so annoying. <laughs> everything always is like two stars. Everything, every jazz record I have is like two stars, except for Bitches Brew. It's so stupid, so dumb. But whatever, it, it's a solid record. Uh, the next one I have here, this one that I got maybe two months ago, I, but I finally got around to listening to it, is John Coltrane, his, uh, his record Black Pearls. Uh, this is another example of a record label taking old music or old sessions and then putting them out. So there's, this is also over two sessions, one in 1958 and 64. Um, yeah. Then the, the, the label put it out and Paul Chambers plays bass on stand upright bass oh, on this record. PCJ. Yeah. So it, it was a really cool listen through, um, but it wasn't officially sanctioned by Coltrane or like the Coltrane name. So it's kind of not a bootleg, but it's like, a, I don't know. I, I'd say it's official because it is his music. It just wasn't approved by him for release. What label was this that put it out? Uh, I don't remember right now. It wasn't Verve. Because Blue Note one. did that shit all the time. I had a, a PCJ slash Coltrane album, but it was a PCJ album featuring Coltrane, but they marketed it as a Coltrane album with mm. PCJ. And that Blue Note, because after Coltrane blew up, they were like, well, wait a second. We have a bunch of his music. Let's just re-put it out and... You know, whatever. If any song that he's featured on, let's put it out as mm. his music and make money off of it. That's kind of how this this record was, except this was actually a Coltrane thing, but they decided to release it because he became popular. But the the record label is uh, Prestige Records, oh. so yeah, it was. I don't know, and apparently this guy, like the 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 guy who owns the label, who produced it as well, um, his name is Bob Weinstock. He, uh, he on side two, there's a song called Sweet Sapphire Blues. And Coltrane, it, it was kind of like Coltrane was in the studio and he didn't really know what to write. So then he he asked Bob, like, hey, just just tell me what to play and I'll play it. And then I'll give you songwriting credits because you arranged it and you told me what to play. So Bob and Bob not knowing anything about music, really, or like musical theory or anything like that. He's like, oh, you should do this, this and that. So Coltrane just kind of played what he was told. And then this guy, Bob Weinstock, got the songwriting credit on that. <laughs> so he probably, Which, like, he probably just hummed like two notes and then Coltrane just <laughs> ran with just it. Just went over it, yeah. So I, I <laughs> thought that awesome. was a, a cool little story. But but yeah, so I got that one. Listen to that. Um, so we're kind of go, going, getting out of jazz, moving more into folk and Ooh. a little bit of prog. Oh, the folk. Classic rock. So Neil Young, I listened to his record after the Gold Rush. Third record came out in 1970. Bothering um, you so long. Yeah, for a long time, man. This is a great listen through. It was way better than I thought. And uh, his voice is so high. I never knew his voice was that high. <laughs> and there was uh, several songs on this that I never knew were Neil Young songs. And they're just huge hits, but never knew that they were the his. So that was cool. And then reading more about it, people, a lot of people didn't like this record at first. And then, of course, once it became popular, everybody changed their mind and said, oh, no, it's considered one of the greats now. Yep. Which is really annoying. I hate that. I hate that, that retroactive shit, but whatever. But no, this is a great record after the Gold Rush. And it, I read, too, it was, uh, it was supposed, he was supposed to make the soundtrack for a movie called After the Gold Rush, and he pretty much did that, and then they decided not to make the movie, so then he released 
this album with, and most of the songs on this record were supposed to be on that soundtrack, which I thought was cool too. That's interesting. It means it's a little yeah. more cohesive. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like a kind of like a concept record, very loosely a concept record, but yeah, because he, he he wrote the songs after reading the script, so like there was no movie. He just everything was based off of the script that he read, which I thought was really bizarre. I've never never heard of an artist doing that, but that's cool. Um, actually, this next one is co- more country, but it's Chet Atkins. I uh, listened to his record Traveling. I mean, Chet Atkins, one of the great guitar players. And uh, this is just what you'd expect from Chet Atkins. It's this iconic plane. So I really have nothing more to say about that one because it's just, you know what you're getting yourself into. Dude, iconic I've never guitar player, one of my top fives. He crept in there. Yeah. I know. He's not, I mean, he's just, I've never heard anything bad from him. I, have, I think I have four of his records. So I just, I, I think he's fantastic. So I think I, I, I got this one. I got traveling when I was up in Oregon at that record. So I don't even remember the name of the record store now, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I finally, uh, finally listened to that. So I, I, what I'm doing is I'm just, I have my backlog and I'm just randomly pulling records out and then listening to them. Dude, so that's even if your I don't. Backlog? What? Your backlog is Neil Young and Chet Atkins. <laughs> I know. Fuck. Well, so was John Coltrane was in that too. Charles Mingus was in Dude, that. Dude, you make it sound like, oh, I got backlog today. Oh, I want to listen to corn. Uh, you and, should yeah, see some do. of the shit I have in my backlog. And then I listen Fuck. to fucking corn. Yeah, it's so good. Corn is so good. Um, so this next one I got is uh, King Crimson, and it's it's their album called Beat. It came, I think it came out in '82, and uh, you could tell it was it has some '80s influence, like. The way the drums sound, you know what I'm talking about, like that that kind of really loud snare hit. It's yeah, it's it's kind of trying 80s. to make like a like a dance beat out of the drum beat. I get yeah. Well, so you're no, only hearing really. you're only hearing like the bass and then the snare, and it kind of drives everything forward. Yeah, and it's just it's too high in the mix, and there there's some cool crimson king, king crimson parts in it, but overall it's it's an okay record. I, I I'm glad I have it. I got it from Glasshouse, and it was pretty cheap especially for king crimson i should have known better because king king crimson is never below like ten dollars and it it was eight dollars so oh, damn that's really cheap yeah so i should have known better but whatever i'm i'm it's still it was still a good listen so i don't regret it uh so yeah then uh what do we have here grand funk i listened to e pluribus e pluribus funk their um their best record <laughs> oh no their second best record i'm it's sorry such a dumb fucking name it it's is really so dumb. good but it's it's a great record and i mean obviously what it comes in it comes in a coin like it's literally like a a coin (laughs) jacket it's so stupid you can't fucking stack it you can't do anything you can't do anything with it it. it's really annoying uh so yeah i got that one great we we, we've talked about grand funk extensively especially when we did their self-titled record so um this one i pulled i pulled out of the uh the backlog this is a recent backlog because i got it when i was in arizona uh, it's Super Tramp, Crime of the Century. Mm. This one totally just came out of left field. I did not expect it that I would like it that this much, but it was has some really cool prog elements, some really catchy parts, and great musicians. It's it's a solid record, and I it's worth it's worth every dollar I spent on it. So <laughs> it was a dollar. It was the one dollar worth every dollar guy, I spent. This guy over here was like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know if I want to buy it for a dollar. <laughs> I did. I'll probably just give it to you. 
Oh, God. So pretty much everything left is all backlog stuff. So uh, Sticks, The Grand Illusion, it was in my backlog. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Much better than the, the, what's the other record with the woman's face on it? Oh, Pieces of Eight. Yeah, so it's way better than that record. Yeah, that one's trash. That wasn't trash. I told you, like the 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 synth driven that era of sticks that we know sounds like sticks. The the come sail away era of sticks. The Grand yeah. Illusion is the best one. Everything yeah, else no, it was is fantastic. Uh, like at best. Yeah. So I, this one took me a while to listen to. I've had it for a, a few months now. So I'm glad this I finally listened. Guy, to it. dude, I don't understand. <laughs> the next two, I uh, I also you know was in my backlog, and I finally just. Buckle down and listen to them, and that's Boston. Their first two records are self-titled oh and don't look back. Oh my god! Tony fucking Boston's debut too. Yeah, and then and then I I listened to I listened to them backwards. I listened to Don't Look Back first by accident. I I don't know why I thought it was their self-titled, but whatever. So I I listened to that one first and I loved it. And then I I and then you you called me an idiot and said, oh, you played the second one. Now listen to the first one. And then I did, and dude, that first record is unbelievable. It is so good. <laughs> fucking fantastic so i'm definitely a boston man at least their first two records so some great hits too on those those records so good stuff um this one you uh you forced me to you know, you you gave me just the record and then i got the jacket for free oh yeah james so, taylor so james taylor sweet baby james sweet baby uh, james i mean it's mostly all acoustic a ton of blues and country influence uh some a little bit of uh folk folk music thrown in there it, it was good I don't know how often I'll go back to it. It's because it's not really my my thing, but it's it's it is really good. Okay, but I'll keep. I'm not gonna get rid of it, but I'll keep it for sure. That was keep free. It sure. Yeah, it was free. So, not complaining. Good stuff. Right. Um, the next one here, I was I was pretty disappointed. Oh, I, honestly, I was. It, heart. Oh, it, it's I mean. Grateful Dead. It's that's Grateful Dead. About Working Man's Dead. Um, I don't know. I just. It's their fourth record, and I just, I don't know, man. I, you just fucking hate Casey Jones. I can't Jones. get into like you it. Just, that's, that's what's going on here. No, I just, I don't, I don't think, nothing about their music has ever really, it, this, uh, this album didn't excite me really at all. It's not a bad record, There's not, but there's nothing on it that I thought was memorable, for me at least. There's nothing that caught my attention. I, I think Jerry Garcia's voice is very, just, it's not that unique, it's not, memorable i don't know I, I i don't know what it is about grateful dead like i really want to like them i really really <laughs> really want to i try so hard to like them but i just i can't do it man i just cannot do it and i don't know why i think jerry garcia sings because no one else wanted to like i don't think he's a singer it's possible yeah i just think that like, well we probably need singing like who wants to sing and nobody volunteered and so this is, jerry you should sing because you kind of got high, you got a little higher voice yeah, and that's what he's happened. kind of a shitty person too. It seems. Yeah, <laughs> like reading. He's I was. Not, I just read through his wiki real quick, and he, he's kind. Of, he was kind of a shitty person, but people like idolize this guy. I don't know. It seems weird. But anyway, yeah, I just I couldn't get into. it. I know it's your favorite one of theirs, but oh, um, Working Man's Dead is so goddamn good. It's just a perfect blend of of like their psychedelic stuff they were doing beforehand, and then incorporating solid folk rock. Yeah, man. Oh. It's, oh. But I feel like the the psychedelic is like barely there. Like I wanted more, I wanted more trippy stuff. You know what I mean? Like I wanted more. I don't know. I feel like they don't really experiment. They're maybe that's why they're so popular because they're like 
maybe the vanilla of psychedelic rock. Well, they're they're alive. They're the band, Foo Fighters of psychedelic one. rock. Yeah. I mean, like they're they're truly, really good stuff. So it's always going to be live. Their their studio albums is is you know these songs are like four minutes long anyway, mm-hmm. but the live version of these songs could be upwards of eighteen twenty minutes, and so that's where that's where like, the dead really shine is in their live performances. But like this is I'll, my this is my favorite album. I'll give them another shot, but I'll I'll I want to I want to give them a shot with the uh, with a live record because I want to hear. If it is that much better, you know, I, I got a live record in the mail as we speak coming over, <laughs> coming over. <laughs> so I'll give I'll give him another shot. But yeah, right now I just I can't get into it. Was it worth uh, free though? What? Was it worth free though? Yeah, it was worth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like I said, it's not a bad record. I just won't ever listen to it again. I don't see myself listening to it again. Yeah, well, that could be a just not for me. Pile. It's just not for me, man. I'm I'm sorry. I tried. I really tried. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, this next one uh, I got when I was out in Arizona, and I asked you about them because I always see I always see them around. And it's Mountain. I always see their records, but I'm always kind of wary because I've never actually heard their music. And you said they were good. They were whatever, you know. So I'm like, okay, it's a dollar. I'll take my chances with the dollar. And I so I picked up Nantucket Sleigh Ride. Damn, this is a damn fine record. It was so good. I really, really enjoyed it. Very Better than Grateful Dead. Oh. Oh. <laughs> why do you why do you say things like that? <laughs> no, it was it was very hard rock of the the sixties and I don't know, man. It was it was cool. It was catchy, it was fun, it was exciting. I I, I really enjoyed it. It's a shame they didn't get bigger because they, they deserved it. So listen to that one and then uh, I'll go through I got I listened to three of my seven inches and then I'll go to my pick of the week. Uh, the first one I got for a dollar. Well, yeah, it was a dollar. Got it for a dollar at uh, Double Nickels. You found it in like the the fucking trash bin, essentially. What fucking uh, did you get for a dollar? <laughs> it was a uh, Bloodhound Gang's Mama oh, Say, yeah. the single. Oh, the it was a single. dollar. Yeah, it was a fucking dollar. So I I don't know. Maybe he might have just thrown it in for free. But yeah, the the jacket has like a little clip on it, so like that's kind of damaged. But the record plays fine. No looping, no skipping. <laughs> not a lot of surface noise. But yeah, so it's the Mama Say, it's the the song, and then it has like a, a few remixes of it, and yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's it's a nice thing to have, a nice little Bloodhound Gang thing to have. Yeah, for a and dollar, I, come on. It's actually not a seven inch. I don't know why I said that. It, it is a, it is a twelve inch, but yeah, so it's it's cool, man. Not not one of their best songs, and it's from their worst album, but it's cool <laughs> to have. It's cool to have. I, I'm really not complaining. I mean, if you didn't buy it and like you know hoard it i guess it would just still be sitting there in his shop taking up space yeah so now i'm you're doing taking him a up favor. space in my collection yeah. yeah so uh the next one i have here is the return of the jedi seven inch the read-along so that was oh really you cool. listened to it i did listen to it yeah how cool the, is that? the 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 seven inch one not the not yeah, the, yeah. the picture disc the little booklet yeah the little booklet i read through it it was fun it was it was cool i mean the you felt like a kid right I did, and it, in what's different with this one from other other read-alongs I have is that they they had their own <laughs> their own voices, their own voices. Like they didn't use the voices from the movie, <laughs> so they had actors play the play the characters, which was cool. I, I enjoyed that. So it was a nice little nice little touch. So yeah, and yes, I do have multiple read-along records because I do too. Child. I got Bambi, I got Fox and the Hound, <laughs> I have a bunch of shit. Yeah. 
I have a I have a Star Wars read along, like a New Hope one, and I think I have a Return of the Jedi, another Return of the Jedi one. That you haven't listened to? No, I have listened to both of oh, those. Okay. I got those like early on when we started collecting. Are you going to try and get the other ones, like the Wookiee Adventure and the Droid Adventure? Yeah, I, I'd like to get all of them. Of course, come on, got it. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I have all of them, but you know, no, must be nice. But yeah, um, nice. I don't come across cool stuff as much as you because the record stores out here generally kind of suck. Except for Glass House. Glass House is solid. But anyway, uh, the last seven inch I have here is Blink, the the one of the Toy Page singles with oh, yeah. uh, Mother's Day and what is it? Please Take Me Home? Yeah. I think it's Please Take Me Home. Anyway, yeah, I mean, these songs are, are f- good or great. One of them is really great. One of them is good. And uh, I don't know why, like you and I talked about, why this dude was only selling one of the singles, not all three of them. Makes no sense. It seems really stupid and silly, but whatever. It's mine now, so <laughs> I ain't complaining. And the last thing we have here, finally, fucking finally, uh, it's my pick of the week. This one blew me away. I fucking love this record. I listened to it twice this week. Damn. And uh, it's Bachman Turner Overdrive. It's their second record called Two. And uh, <laughs> just... Just, I just, some of these songs, like, I had no idea it was them. Like, Let It Ride, no idea it was Bachman Turner Overdrive. So good. It's such a fucking banger. This is a banger front to back. Like, it does not stop. It's, it's exciting. True. It sounds like they ha- they're having the time of their life when they're recording this. Like, they just seem so stoked to be in the studio and just, they, like, when you listen to them, it sounds like they're smiling. Like, they just seem so happy. And it, <laughs> their music is so good. I, I was just absolutely blown away by this record ah i almost feel like how i felt when i when i got into van halen last year when i listened to to their first record for the first time i almost feel like that like this record is phenomenal unbelievable it's it's true that it's like front to back it's a damn good album because they saved like arguably their biggest hit besides like you ain't seen nothing yet like taking care of business is like their biggest hit yeah and that's the last song and like I was telling you before, that I mean that song is in everything, every commercial, it's on every TV show, movie, radio. It's you can't escape that song. It's so crazy. But uh, but my I mean the one song that that just stood out to me just because it's so fun and so exciting is "Welcome Home." This, the way he just kind of like he yells "Welcome Home" is just really fantastic. So here it is from Bachman Turner Overdrive. I get up early in the morning And rush to catch a plane I'm gonna live inside my suitcase Back on the road again Big stage and bright lights Try to relax before the show So glad to be here tonight But I just can't wait to go I gotta go I'm gonna save up all my money To 
I could Try to brighten my appearance With clothes from Hollywood We're climbing up the music ladder The girls won't leave us alone But it really doesn't matter If we're nothing back home Back home Wow. Oh, the highs and lows of this song, man. The highs and lows of this song. It is just so crunchy, too. When it gets heavy, just that. Oh, it sounds so messy and gross, and I love it. I love that song. Have you ever heard of uh, oh, man. The Guess Who? I've heard of them, but not not their music. They I sing that think. song, American, American Woman, Mocha for Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also Randy Bachman. He was a uh, founding member slash classic era person of the guess who really okay yeah so i've I've like a best of the guess who album and i listened to that before i listened to bto and i thought it was good and mm-hmm. then finding out they're the, like the same guy singing i thought that was really cool but damn man the guy's That's a rocker cool. man through and through dude he is like he's not that good of a singer no but he just has that that force he has that that attitude and <laughs> man just that song is so cool the acoustic part like just kind of the relaxing kind of like island type vibe and then it just bursts into that loud chorus and then do new 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 just that scale it's it's so basic it's so stupid i like, love it like honestly that band's not even setting any records either though like there's nobody in that band that really shines and even in the heavier mm-hmm. parts and some of the faster bluesy numbers Nobody yeah. there is like running that fretboard like like any kind of the, like Clapton. Yeah, they're just like you said, dude. They're just having fun, and that's isn't that what you want in music? They're having fun. They're grooving. Like they have such a great groove, and they have great strong melodies. Even though he's not the greatest singer, it's remarkable. Oh man, it's so great. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I, I just I can't believe I've been sleeping on this. Like it's stupid fucking dumb this is, can we just point out for a second that you had i have given you so many fucking things <laughs> and have been trying to force you to fucking listen to this stuff and for whatever reason you just put them off put them off <laughs> and you end up liking almost all of them god this bachman turner i think i got at least three months ago from you at and least it's just, been, it's just been sitting in my backlog like i've because because it, it's like one of those things like you see emerson lake and palmer you're not going to go to it because you're like, uh, like, are they actually good? Like, is this going to be good? Like, the na- just the name itself is not <laughs> appealing. And then their album is called Two. Come on. Like, there's, and then the, the cover, too, is just so boring. Like, the, <laughs> just like everything, their faces. <laughs> like, everything about this band visually and, like, their name is just so vanilla, but their music is so good. Ah, it's great. Absolutely great. Well, that's so, that's that's good. Fantastic. Finally. So, I know. So that's it. That's what I picked up. That's my song of the week. Um, do we need to pause and take a break, or do you want to just blow through everything? Let me just blow through it real quick. I'm gonna take a break. Can you make it? I can make. Can yeah. Make no, it? I can make it. No, I'm I good. Can I can totally make it. Yeah. I, do you want to? Yeah, well, do you want to play any of these songs? I forgot what they were, but uh, no. 
Uh, there's the Offspring, Green Day, Two AFI, Dropkick, Post Malone, which we're not definitely not going to play, and then Bright Eyes. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, I don't really want to play anything either. Nah. Um. Okay. So yeah, we have some new music that came out this week. Uh, Mars Volta. It's not a new record, but their Tremulant EP, their first EP, uh, is finally on streaming services for the first time ever, uh, because they did sign a new. They signed a partnership with Clouds Hill music in germany and uh so the big thing is that more likely than not we're finally gonna get, gonna get vinyl reissues of all the mars volta de facto a lot oh. of omar solo stuff and then mm. um also uh the second anti-mask record the one with travis barker so exciting times ahead and this the the Tremulant EP that they put up on Spotify or on the streaming sites is uh it's a remastered version so they 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 took the original tapes and they remastered it all so there you go get into that uh No Effects put out a new record called Single Album and uh it was it was a fun listen through it's it's like you could tell that they're getting older you know like <laughs> they finally reached the point where you know like you you could tell like Fat Fat Mike's voice is a little bit deeper. Like they're not playing as fast. Like they're they're still playing like the same parts, but they're just a t- tiny bit slower. A little bit more lazy, I guess you could say. But it, it's still solid. There, there's like a cool reggae dub kind of song on here. So it was interesting. I I don't know how many more times I'll go back to it, and I'm glad I didn't buy the vinyl, even though it was only like thirteen bucks. But Oof, that is cheap. Uh, I know that's how much it is on. I think it's still on Fat Rec. It's still on those site. That is cheap. Yeah. And then uh, I found Mike did an interview with uh, Chris DeMakes from Less Than Jake. Wait, no. Was it? I don't remember. He did he did some podcast, podcast recently. And uh, he was saying that this is the first of a double album that they made. So the second album is supposed to come out later this year. Oh, supposedly. Boy. So we're getting two no effects records in one, in one year. Supposedly. So there you go. Some good or maybe bad news, depending on your, your views bad of the Bad news. <laughs> uh, some new songs. The Offspring put out a new song called Let the Bad Times Roll. Uh, they got a new record coming out in April, April 16th, I think. And uh, vinyl pre-orders are up. I did not pull the trigger on it because I'm not a huge... This, this song's okay. It's not good enough for me to want to buy or uh, pre-order the record. So it's, it's, it's too much of a gamble. Yeah, way too much. Like I, I'm... I mean, I, I like I like Days Go By. I like that record a lot, but I don't know, man. They're they're just oh. really hit or miss. This song, like, like if, this, yeah. if this is the best song on the album, then I'd be pissed because that would not be that would not be worth it. If this is no. the worst song on the album, then I'd be super stoked. Yeah, definitely. And I think the 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 record's like twenty or twenty two dollars, so it's not like outrageous, but. It's but still, it adds up. It adds yeah, it adds up. up, and it's still not worth it. Like, if I'm only going to listen to it once or twice, I don't want the record. I don't want the vinyl. So, uh, Green Day put out a new song called Here Comes the Shock. They haven't really said if they're going to put out a new record, but they came out with this new single. Uh, they should put out another another record because the last one wasn't good. Because um, this song was kind of cool. It was better than all the shit that was on Father of All Fuckers or whatever that record was called. You know what it's called. It's it father of father of all, right? Or father of all motherfuckers? Is that what whoa, it was? Whoa, it depends on on who you're talking to. Because if you're talking to the kids, you would you wouldn't say the bad word. I'm also not, unless you're a child, which I'm pretty sure you're not. Mm, well, that's not debatable. I mean, you act like one, but oh, oh, oh got him. Oh, 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 oh. That song was anyway. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's it's good. 
It's good. I don't. I, good I don't. I don't particularly like when bands start off just like yelling the track title and then yeah. like gearing up for something and then kind of just like eh, half-assing it into the verse. That's. <laughs> eh, it's okay. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's 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 just not bad, but it's not great. Not not good enough for me to want to buy the record. No. Know? Uh, so the next two AFI, they put out two new songs, uh, looking tragic and begging for trouble. I mean, it sound, it, I like it. I think I like this new, this new style they're going in on this record uh, out of the four songs they put out. I like it. I like the style. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like the cure. Um, but yeah, so no, it, it's good. I, I pre-ordered the vinyl. I think it comes out in June, maybe April. I don't remember. I think it's June. Uh, they they put out like nine different variants, uh, from what I found out, because <laughs> I I I, I follow this guy. And so he, obnoxious. Um, yeah, I follow this guy, and he's a big AFI fan, and and all he posts on his Instagram is vinyl stuff, and uh, and he's a really cool guy. And I was talking to him earlier this week about it, because he he posted that he uh, he missed the box set because they put out a box set for like one hundred thirty dollars. He missed the box it because he was out. all nine of the variants. Well, no, it's just it's it's one specific variant. Plus the CD, a bunch of artwork, and just like other stuff, and I'm like, I don't want to, I wouldn't pay hundred thirty dollars for it. Yeah. So, but but he 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 said he missed it, and then um, and then he he was really bummed about it. So he he found somebody who was selling it, or he convinced somebody else to sell it to him. So I was talking to him about it, and no, he said there are eleven variants. I'm sorry, there are eleven oh variants of God. the record, and he's bought nine of them out of the eleven. And then the one I bought was off of Revolver Mag. It's so it's it's a clear record, but in the center it's like this black blob, and it's only limited to three hundred. And that's one of them that he missed out on. Out of the eleven, oh. that was two. Out of the two that he missed, that was one of them. And I almost feel bad enough that I want to sell it to him, but then I want to keep dude, it because dude, it'll be worth something. Just tell him to buy you another variant that's not sold out, and you'll just give him that one. Oh no, but sorry. See, Pay, pay, tell them to buy you a variant that's not sold out and then give you the money for that one. So that therefore you're getting this record for free and you're giving it to a guy that really wants it and is going to appreciate it. Oh, I see. So yeah, I see what you mean. So you're not scalping him, but you're also making your money back. Yeah, I see what you mean. That's not a bad idea, actually. That's not a bad Cause idea. Because this guy sounds like yeah, we're way too invested in this AFI yeah. thing. But that would be cool if you can if you can help a brother out. You know, you can. Yeah. Homies help homies always. I might do that. I might do that. But I, cause I thought there was like maybe five or six variants. Cause everything I saw that looked like there's only five or six. But then when I was talking to him, he said, no, there's 11. Are these nine of them? <laughs> are these actual full length variants or is this including like the singles they're releasing? Uh, so the, actually, okay. So the box set includes the singles as well. So the box set includes the, the two, the two seven inches, the full length. And then, like I said, the CD, the artwork and, and some other stuff. But then the other variants are just the records by themselves, so they don't include the uh, the seven inches, wow. as far as I could tell. They're Eleven just, different variants. Yeah, it's worse than Taylor Swift. And I think they're charging twenty four per record, so twenty four times nine. That's like uh, uh, over two hundred bucks on the same record. Yeah, it's two hundred sixteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, two hundred. Yeah, so that's crazy. It's crazy, but you know, if if he's into it and he has the money, so. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. That like he he posts a lot of shit that he buys, and he has a he has a big collection. Hook him up then. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but Come I on, like this very like cause, don't be because because what I little shit. But Hook see, him I, up. but see, I wanted this one because I I had bought the one from their website, 
and and then Mike was like, "Oh, you didn't see you didn't see in the group chat? I sent the the clear one." I'm like, "What?" So I looked, and sure enough, it, I wanted that variant more. So I went onto the Revolver Mag website and I bought that variant, the one I wanted, and then I canceled the one off the website. Oof. And it ended up being it ended up being fifty cents cheaper than the one I bought on the website, which is well, really weird. If you ask this guy to pay for it, it could be a hundred percent cheaper. That's true. That's true. I like this variant though. It looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are now. Okay. Uh, I'm there too. Anyway. I'm not, not like making fun of you. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. It, it's a tough thing, especially being so new. You know, it's just like when you see something cool and it's the same price, I don't want to give it up. And it's only limited to 300, so it's like it can be worth something. You know, sure. I'd if I decide I to sell it at some point. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, the, those two songs came out. They're good. Dropkick Murphys put out a song called Middle Finger. Modern Dropkick just don't really do it for me. What did you think of it? I, uh, I, I'm like the opposite. I, I like, I like Dropkick now that they're not constantly trying to do or die us. Mm. Their last album that came out, the 11 short stories of pain and glory, I thought was oh, fantastic. Yeah. We did that on the pod. It was good. And they do good. like they do a lot of ballad type numbers, but they're not like ballads. There's still some punk influences in there, heavy on the on the Celtic, and it's fine. Like it's kind of pirate shanty, you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of treading that that terrain. I, th- I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's good. There's actually four songs they've released total from their new album. And I listened to all four of them so far, and I was gonna pre-order the album like today. Like I have it. I still have the tab open, but it's. With shipping, <laughs> it's thirty three dollars. Yeah, that's steep, especially for a band that's like not your favorite band. It's a cool variant. It's like this cool, like St. Patty's Day green. Mm-hmm. But thirty three dollars, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, when it comes out, you could probably get it from Grace for twenty two. Yeah. Know? So I, I mean, and if you don't care about the variant, I, I would just wait till it comes out on the website. The black variant, same price. What? Yeah, I I always go for the black variant unless the colored is is no more than like ten percent more. But yeah. it's the same price, like obviously you go for the colored. But Absolutely. I'm not paying fucking thirty three dollars for a black variant. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's silly. Come but on. But I, I I think at Grace they'd probably sell for twenty two twenty four. Yeah. So. But I uh-huh. I do like this song a lot. Like I said, I like a lot of the slower dropkick songs. I think they're good. I, I they don't need to constantly be you know, bot room hero or the dirty glass type drop kick that we, that we like so much. They, they can slow it down a little bit. The Pogue slowed it down sometimes and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's what separates them from floggy Molly. Floggy Molly's <laughs> always, always like kind of like the little kid sister of the drop kicks. Yeah. They never get as much recognition and, and rightfully so. I mean, they don't drop kick are way better. Yeah. They're good, but, but drop the drop kick are way better. better. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so the next one here is a cover. Uh, your boy Posty, Post Malone, he did a cover of the Hootie and the Blowfish song "Only Want to Be with You," and I thought it was really cool. I really liked it. Damn! Whoa! Oh! <laughs> I really enjoyed it. He's good at covers. He's I good don't, at covers. I don't, it's crazy. I don't know anything about the recording process, but if he's playing guitar, I will like it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this is fucking dumb. This song sucks. What? Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> sucks, and. It's just that that style of singing. It's like a shitty Elvis. It's just bad. And Posty does it too, and it's fucking annoying. And I, I hated cool. this so much. <laughs> I don't, I, ah, dude, it is like a bad Elvis. 
Yeah, like, I, kinda, like, I never thought of like it that way. It's like a bad <laughs> Elvis impersonation. <laughs> That's true. And Elvis is already bad. So it's like, <laughs> exactly. it's even worse. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Now I have a I'm different going. like view on Hootie and the Blowfish. Hey, I had that you, record too. Did you I had that like, CD. oh God. There I had it on CD when I was a kid. <laughs> even when I was a kid, I've always hated Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> and that was the only song on the CD I liked. So I, that was I, I, when I put that CD on, it was only that song. And then I'd turn it off and put something else on. I think the dude Darius, I think his name's Darius or Darian, mm-hmm. Darius Record or something like that. Yeah, I think I think he 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 like liked Post Malone's version. He's like, oh, it's so good. But I I I almost think like, okay, when you're not relevant whatsoever. But he is though. That's the thing. The fuck out. Nobody likes who he's. No, he's no. But but him as a solo artist, he's really big in the country scene. Is he? He's, yeah, he's very popular. Oh God. Yeah, he's very very popular. He plays like this, this like. Is, the main stage at Stagecoach, like you know, oh he's he's God. big in country. This yeah. way, I have zero respect for Stagecoach <laughs> and the country pop as it is as it exists today. <laughs> yeah, no, he's huge in it, huge. Don't I think he's probably made more money in. Me. He's probably made more money now in country than he had with that one Hootie and the Blowfish album. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, I'm but. speechless. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. Uh, Bright Eyes put out a song called "Flirted with You All My Life." I thought it was. I mean, it's Bright Eyes. I don't know. What are you gonna do? Uh, Sounds was, like them. This was this was above par. Bright Eyes. What do you think so? I mean, yeah, 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 was, yeah. I didn't find anything like great about it, but it was good. Do you do you think any Bright Eyes songs is great? Yeah, the bottom of everything. That song. They really? Had. Arc of what was it? Arc of time. I love that song too. Yeah. Is, is at the bottom of everything your favorite song by Bright Eyes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that I song. I will see it. I will see it. Uh, I love it. And Arc okay. of Time. Great right. song, too. Okay. There you go. Why, why does that surprise you so much? I'm not a huge Be, Bright Eyes yeah, or because, Connor Oberst guy, but... Because there's no scatting. There's no, there's no like, guitar sledging. There's no down little distortion. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like there's no know, speed. There's, there's, there's no, no there's no there's no new metal in it. There, so there's no there's no energy. I, I agree. There's almost zero energy in their music. But like opposite of what you like, there's a lot of passion. So that's why um, I just thought it was interesting that you liked it. You've you've heard Jonathan Davis, he has a lot of passion in his voice. There's one there's one song that he has a lot of passion in. And it's not even like the song part, it's after the song happens. But that's well, fine. you're wrong. You're wrong on that one. Come on, get the fuck you, out of here. You do, you do know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, you're talking about the song Daddy. Oh, no. But clearly, I mean, you, you did listen to Kill You. <laughs> you listened to My Gift to You. I mean, very emotional songs. Kill You by uh, Slim Shady? Yeah. That, yeah, that song. Uh, Eminem, Eminem covered the corn song. Yeah. Shady. Fucking kill you. Is that Eminem not good? Is that Eminem not good? It's oh. not. I, as I was singing it right now, I just realized, <laughs> like, dude, this song sucks. That's I stupid. I, the last few years, every time I've gone back and listened to Eminem, <laughs> I kind of think, like, is he Goofy. that good? Like, is he that good? I, I don't know if he is. <laughs> he can be. He can, he can but, be. But a lot of the time, he's not. Like, he's <laughs> it's too much. He's, he's very pop hip-hop. Yeah. I don't know. Great rapper, though. Whatever. Uh, so that's it for uh, the new songs. And uh, the, the last thing we have here, Daft Punk, if you didn't know. They broke up. They're done. They're donezo. So I don't know. Not that it like, matters whatsoever because I mean, they got like five albums of the past 30 years. Yeah, they, it's not like they, they haven't toured active. for the past like five, ten years. They haven't really done anything. Just remixes, soundtracks, whatever. But 
Everybody yeah. likes Daft Punk. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, everybody. Yeah. Dude, I mean, they've been I'm, around for so fucking long. I don't really, like, go out of my way to go listen to them. But, I mean, when they're on, I, I don't change it. Or you, would put never, it on. you would never change it if, like, no. Technologic came on or if Robot Rock came on. No, I wouldn't. Dude, and their farewell video was... I know, I need to watch that. I, like, I don't even know if, if any other bands have even done something like this when they break up. They do, like, a video like this. But, I mean, this was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It was so amazing. <laughs> There's no way it's that cool. Come on. It dude. was just, dude, like how many bands do you know break up? Or how many artists? How many, how many, anything do you know break up and then release a video that kind of like tie a good little knot to the end of the entire saga of Daft Punk, of any band? Well, most don't because most of the time when a band breaks up, they don't like each other. But there's a lot of times where it's like, it's, it's like a mutual break. They want to do other things and it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the video, so I can't, I can't attest to this, but. I'll, I'll I'll sum up real quick, okay? okay. okay. It's it's like eight minutes long. The first two minutes is just that because you know they're they have the helmets on for ninety eight percent of their career, so mm-hmm. we don't know who it is, and, I and they're just they're walking yeah, they're walking away from the camera, one in front of the other, and then one stops and the other keeps walking and the other one kind of turns around and comes back, and the one that stopped kind of looks down almost like he has his head down in shame, but you don't know if it's shame or if he's just tired. So there's a lot of like, ambiguity to it in, in this in this video. It's a really well put together video. So okay. anyway, the guy turns around and there's like this weird like switch on the back of him. And so the other Daft Punk member that was walking away reaches over and presses like a button and like a 60 second timer happens. And so they look at each other one last time and then the one who has a timer on walks away and eventually explodes. And he fucking explodes. Like it's a good, it's not like a <laughs> napalm explosion. It's a good explosion though. It is solid. <laughs> Okay. And so the other one, like after watching like his, his, his friend, his partner, his, his, his brother explode, turns around and walks into the sunset. But you can't tell if it's a sunset or a sunrise. Mm. So there's, there's a lot of good ambiguity here. Most of the video is like dead quiet, except for the last couple of minutes there's music playing. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, dude, it's just really, really good. It's really well put together and it's just an awesome farewell to the band and just just something that the something a little extra the band did for their fans and I think that yeah. is awesome. So I think that's good. cool too. I think it's really cool because people love this fucking group. It's crazy how popular they are. Oh, yeah. They're they're tied with so many people's. I mean, like at, at some point, everybody goes through like the the techno phase, right? Like mm-hmm. our group of friends did it, and, and then Daft Punk was the one that we kind of leaned on. Yeah. Everybody goes through that, and for being around for like thirty years. Daft Punk was a part of like everybody's techno phase. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Oh, I don't know. So good. <laughs> Eventually, I'm just glad I mean, I have, we'll we'll do one of their records on the on the pod for sure. We'll do, do like we'll do Discovery, and I'm glad I have Discovery on, on vinyls because I mean the the prices have been skyrocketing because that's so all annoying. These cucks online. And we still haven't even got our MF Doom records. Yeah, <laughs> we're never gonna get those. I know, right? It makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus, 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 save me. Okay, uh, do we have anything else to talk about? No, that is it. That's it? Okay. That's it, that's well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media, at Asinine Radio. And uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into the Poison record. Look at what the cat dragged in. Uh, so that's it. That's all. Dude, W.